Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, I don't know. My skin's a little itchy, though. It feels out of place. Oh, someone might come remove it for you, then. Oh, good. I really hope it's a sexy Ted Raimi without a shirt on. <laughs> Dude, he was trying to be Peter Parker so bad, wasn't he? Like, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I know it came out later, but yes. Well, especially, like, he has all the red all over him and whatnot. Like, yeah, this was... And Ted Raimi was in those movies. Yes, he was. So, it makes sense. Exactly. But, yeah, this is Skinner from 1993. The first time watch for me. This is probably a third time for me, but I'm... Uh, initial thoughts. What do you think of Skinner? I really liked it. I thought I was going to hate this one, especially, like, the first mm -hmm. 15 into it. I'm like, okay, super low budget, not much to it. And then I can't even explain it. Something got me along the way where I really liked it. Yeah, it's that's exactly it. Of its super low budget, there's not much, like, as Joe Bob would say, there's not a lot of plot to get in the way of the story. And, but it's still, like, Ted Raimi does such a great job. Tracy Lord's character is Heidi, so weird. I mean, fucking Ricky Lake is in this? Yeah, that was mind-blowing to me because the director ivan how do i say this naggy or nagay i don't I'm know i'm guessing but anyway he just directed softcore porn before this this was his first regular movie oh really okay so that's why tracy lords is in this exactly but that makes me wonder how does he land ricky lake for this role yeah that's which wild I was like, to me ricky lake i was like i know that name from somewhere and i look it up and and i was like okay she's like in hairspray cry baby in those kind of movies i'm like Movies I would never see, but I guess just peripherally, I know the name. Well, she had her own talk show, too, for a while in the 90s, and The Offspring and Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Hey, hey, you can always go on Ricky Lake. Oh, yeah, that's true. That might be it. <laughs> that's honestly where I know her most from, is The Offspring song. I think I had that for my ringtone for, like, three years straight. Oh, dude, I love that Americana album. It's perfect. <laughs> okay, so we cut with, what's the actress's name, the one who was the underage porn star before? Oh, uh, Tracy Lords, who was also in um, Zack and Mary Make a Porno. She was Bubbles, you said, correct? Yes. <laughs> and okay, well, I love what I forget what the um one guy's name is, but I love like they're like, oh, he has uh, she has a special talent, and then she like spreads her legs and like does like the little like um she has like like a thing of bubbles that like you blow, and it's like a oh, so you guys are making a uh, porno, huh? Or, oh, this is going to be on video, huh? Oh, that'll be a change of pace. And then you just hear, like, a <laughs> squeak, and then there's just a bubble, and he's like, her name Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> she is great in that. I think she's fun in this. I don't know what she's doing for half of it, but she's fun. Oh, yeah, it really is. Well, yeah, it's, um, she limps around until she has to run and move fast, and then she can. And she just talks to herself out loud a lot. And, like, is she's, like, constantly, like, shooting herself up. Is she sh doing it with the same stuff she's trying to shoot Skinner up with? Or is that a trait? heroin? She's doing heroin? Like I don't even know if it's supposed to be heroin, to be honest. I have no idea what this is. Because you see it in the light the one time, and it's blue. Yeah, like, is it supposed to be, like, medicine for, like, skin graft that she obviously has? Maybe. I have no idea what that's supposed to be. No, me neither. Well, like, or like the one scene, she's like shooting it up into like her hand, and then like purposely bends and breaks the needle, and then screams. It's like you did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, dude. I don't have like a fear of needles or anything, but one time they got the needle stuck in me when they were drawing blood, and that was terrifying. Oh God! Like it broke off, or no? But like, uh oh, I'm like, what's uh oh? It was like <laughs> one of the intern people. They're like, uh, I'll be right back, and they left with the needle hanging. They're like. What is this? What's going on? It's like, I don't want to hear uh-oh while I'm at the doctor. Exactly. That's not what you want to hear. They're going to come back and be like, sir, I'm sorry. We have to take your leg. <laughs> so uh, Heidi, who's that character, is talking to herself walking along the beach. Look, there's some sort of water symbolism in this. I never quite get what it is. 
Well, I mean, I looked, I did like a little bit last night, um, digging of like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff on this. Like very, like, there's not a whole lot. Okay, good. I was going to say, how did you find anything? Because I barely found anything except for the obvious, the character was based on Ed Gein. I'm like, no shit. Of course. Oh, I can't wait to get to that part because you know me and old Eddie. Yes. Um, But yeah, it's like kind of a symbolism of like uh, what these, this one person kind of put it as is um, like he's obsessed with the human body and the human body's mostly made of water. That sounds like a stretch, but I don't know. Very much of a stretch, but I went, okay, I'll take it. See, I was thinking, like, cleansing, like, that's how he washes his hands of it. I don't know. Oh, true, because, like, later on, he's, like, after he's, like, wearing the skin suit all around town, and he takes the bath. Yes. The time where he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn? Yes. Yes, which is incredible. But, so, yeah, Heidi's walking around talking to herself. He'll be back. You're a creature of habit, Skinner. Again, dude, it's basically made to be... Like, Skinner is his real last name. The odds of this are astronomical. Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that um, he's Dennis Skinner, what does he do? He skins people. Uh, yes. What's her name? Heidi. Heidi. She's uh, the Hyde. Half-skinned. <laughs> it's that name thing that, like, you've pointed out before of, like, you don't under, like, the Brian and the brain thing and brain damage. Yeah. Wallace like, and Morris. Yeah, you don't uh, notice it until you do it for the podcast, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, Heidi. Heidi. Oh, God damn Like, Skinner, of course you get. Heidi, you're like, oh, oh God damn it. I won't lie. I didn't get Heidi until right now. Good pull. Like, legit. Well done. But I've had such so much free time on my hands now. Like, Liz has a new job, and it's from, like, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., so I'm trying to stay up, like, kind of with her schedule. So, like, it would be five in the morning, and I'm doing research on Skinner. <laughs> I woke up really early this morning, went back to bed, and I saw, like, you sent me something at 4 a.m. Like, why are you awake right now? Oh, yeah, that's, well, you know why? Because I was I was on Reddit, and I was looking at Tell Him Steve Dave's Reddit feed, and someone pointed out that in the Elvira episode of Comic Book Men, Mary Beth is in it, uh, Brian Johnson's now wife. And I was like, yeah. I need to do some research on this. <laughs> and I watched the episode, and not only is she in it, she has a speaking role, and she speaks to Elvira. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay, that's what you were doing with your free time? Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not reading. I'm not trying to expand my mind. I'm like, oh, the podcaster's wife that I like in this one episode? Let's watch the entire episode to find her. <laughs> I got a question about this movie. Yeah. So when we keep showing him, like, cutting up random people, are they the same people shown over and over? Oh, no, I don't think so. Because, like, at the end of the movie, when he's in his, like, weird, like, boiler room lair, like, he has all of his skins, like, hung up on, like, coat hangers. And there's, like, several of them. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. All right, so we have her walking around talking, he'll be back, creature habit Skinner. And then we cut from that to Skinner cutting people up and skinning them. And than him walking around in the water. Yeah, it's this weird, like, I don't know, it's like, if you've ever played, like, Grand Theft Auto Five or something, and you go into, like, the uh, reservoir thing that's in the middle of town, and there's, like, yeah. two inches of water, that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, he's up to his ankles. He's not far. Which, if that was, I don't know where this was filmed. If that's the L.A. one, that he's got all kinds of shit now. Oh, yeah, you don't walk in that. No. But... Dennis, again, Ted Raimi, shows up at Carrie, Ricky Lake's house, because there's a room for rent. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, knock on the door, he doesn't, he just walks right in, and, like, if I remember right, he just walks, like, right up to her and scares her, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I saw in the diner that you had a room for rent, and now it's mine, basically. Well, doesn't he say the door was hanging open? Possibly, but even then, like, uh, like I'd, like, DoorDash here and there. And never once do I just go walking in someone's house, even if they're like, leave it, uh, like there's been some weird apartment buildings where they're like, leave it at the door in apartment number two, but the apartment building looks like a house. I'll just leave it outside. Yeah. You've seen Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. I am not knocking on a door and having it fling open be like, cool. Well, there's an open invitation. (laughs) She says no one's looked at this room. Because I get why. It's literally a room. You don't have your own kitchen or anything. It's like you're moving in with them, not you're renting from them. 
oh no, you're basically now just like a roommate. It would be like if like all of a sudden like me and uh, Liz rent out our spare room of they don't have their own bathroom and kitchen. It's literally a bedroom. So now we have to deal with this person all the time. Exactly. That, that is something. Look, her husband is an asshole in this movie. No, this is one where I kind of give no, him the edge. You don't no, think? He, no, he, he is not an asshole. Because I kept thinking, like, oh, yeah, I remember he was a dickhead. The very first time he shows up, he's kind of angry. But he immediately apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry, I've been on the road. Everything is like, he shows up later, like, to surprise her with flowers. Um, he's saying, like, how much he misses her. He calls her when, like, he pulls over and will, like, call her. And she's like, why are you calling me right now? And he's like, I miss you. I miss you. I want to hear your voice. And she's like, fuck you. I want to go fuck Skinner. To be fair, though, every time they're in person, he's awful. I mean, Most of the time. Sometimes, but it's not as terrible as I remember. It's not like he's beating her. Oh, no, nothing like that. I, I just see it almost looks like they have like financial issues and it's like troubling the relationship. Oh, yeah, they definitely make it that out to be the thing, I think. Okay, so he takes the room, you know, he's the first one to show up and look at it. Heidi gets a motel room and as soon as she gets into it, she looks like she's about to pass out on the spot. Oh, yeah, with the creepiest like hotel manager who immediately pulls a Norman Bates and like pulls the like. He goes, like, to the uh, wall of her room and is looking through the eyes of the painting at her and whatnot. Oh, yeah. He couldn't have picked, like, a better way to. That seems extremely obvious because the painting is going to draw attention to it. You typically will look at paintings. Uh, have you seen the new season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I'm a season behind. I have not. Okay. And the new one, I won't spoil anything, but Dennis has the idea of like, I've always wanted to do the thing where you cut the eyes out of the painting and you look through the eyes at the people, but like he cuts Scooby the Doo? eyes too big so you can see his eyes <laughs> and they point it out. They're like, someone's behind that painting. <laughs> that sounds awesome. But yeah, so he's creeping in there. Dennis is walking around the city with his tool bag. Uh, to make a comparison, he has this every time he's out, basically like... Uh, the basket with Belial in it from Basket Keys. He's constantly with this tool bag. Oh, yeah. This is like Linus, Linus and his blue blanket. He doesn't leave the house without it. You had to bring up a stupid peanuts. Damn it. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm supposed to say this, but he gets a hooker. No, if I'm saying it wrong, I don't mean to. And he does say, mind if I call you Carrie, which is Ricky Lake's character's name, which is weird right off the start. Because until that, I didn't think he really had a thing for Carrie or anything. Yeah, he's, like, immediately um, obsessed with this new, like, lady he's living with. Yeah, it's weird. Um, this is where we... <laughs> look, I know you said he wasn't that bad, but here's my notes. Carrie's husband, Jeff, comes home. And then in parentheses, asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, he's an asshole immediately because he just got home from, like... I don't know, he's been on the road for, like, a week. And he, like, snaps a little bit at the beginning. And then he apologizes immediately. I don't think I'd snap if I found out Ted Raimi was going to be, like, staying with me for a few weeks. Oh, God, no. Ted Raimi would, like, I'd be like, Ted Raimi's here? And within, like, ten minutes, he'd be, like, running out the door while I'm trying to ask him questions and get him to sign things. Now, look, he could stay for a while. I think after two or three weeks, I'm like, okay, Ted, you can go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell Sam to stop by, though, for another week or two. Oh, Sam Raimi? Yeah. Can I be in the new Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis gets another hooker, same thing. Well, he goes back to, like, some shady-looking apartment or motel, or I don't know what it is that she has a place they can do it at. What is it? This weird red room. Just lighting. Yeah, it seems like an abandoned, like, room kind of thing. I don't know if it's hers. Is this just, like, a private spot that she knows of? Because he goes up to her, and I think he's like, are you for sale or something like that, like, weird and she's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, do you have somewhere to go? And she's like, oh, you don't want to just do it here on the street? And he's like, I'm shy. Which I think is a fair response. And everything's going to cost extra. Well, that's going to cost extra for a room. Oh, if you want to get too kinky, that's going to cost extra. <laughs> I mean, she's a smart wheel and deal in business lady. But you th would think you would get like, okay, these are the ground rules. This is, what are you going to want to do? Okay, this is how much it's going to cost. Give me the money now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this works, though. I've never done it. Me neither, but I'm just saying, like, you would think that's what you would do. 
Yeah, so he says he wants to get kinky and ties her, tells her to tie her feet to the bed and then ties her hands to the bed. Pretty standard, though, still. Like, so nothing freaking her out too bad, I don't think. I don't know. I would say immediate red, immediate red flag if you're like, you know, if you're like a sex worker on the street and this random guy comes up and is like, I want to tie you up. You have to start to be like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of at least tie my feet like really loose or like, no, that's something I'm not going to do for you. <laughs> yeah, true. Random I guess it person. depends. Yeah. But still, like in general, nothing too wild, though, you know? Right. So, and then he's like, now I want to go into the other room and change, but I want you to shut your eyes. This is where I'd be like, okay, this guy's weird. I'm running away now. Yeah, like, what don't you want me to see now? Like, yeah, because he keeps being like, don't peek. Yes. He comes out wearing skin. I think this is Heidi's skin, too, the arm. Oh, it might be. Because the nails seem to match up. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that detail. I'm not positive. It could be the girl from earlier. But I think that's Heidi's arm. That would be cool if that's like a, like a continuity thing. Yeah, like I said, not positive. But he comes out like wearing, I don't think a full suit here, correct? No, I don't think. Because you see his face. Yeah, he's wearing like gloves, like long gloves. But what I mean by, you go ahead. Well, it's like, um, it, they're like arm length gloves, but they're made of human skin. Like, yeah, it's you're putting like, your hand into another arm. Exactly. Exactly what Ed Gein loved to do all the time of you would skin the person and he'd wear the people and he would dance around in his yard playing a uh, drum that he made out of human skin. With a bone. <laughs> Fucked up, isn't it? Which I always imagine like because I've looked at like Google map images of Ed Gein's house like where it used to be and it's right on the road. So, I mean, I even know it know it's like the 40s and 50s, uh, the 50s that it was going on in. Like a old jalopy driving down the road, and you look to your left, and there's a skin man playing a drum in the middle of a field. I don't think you'd be able to tell what it was, really. I don't know. Well, that's true, because Ed Gein's house didn't have power, so he didn't have light. Exactly. You might not be able to tell what he... Just a guy in the field. It's a full moon! <laughs> yes. <laughs> he comes out and like, I told you not to look while I get dressed! And then just snaps her neck. Yeah, where he is immediately, like, flips out. He's like, oh, you broke the rule! <laughs> oh, yeah. He, which, again, you had to know she was going to break the rule. Oh, yeah, because there's no, well, like, there's no way I'm completely going to close my eyes where you I can't see. I'm at least going to do that little squinty thing where you can kind of see through, like, your eye slits. Exactly, yeah. You're not going to trust strange man like that. The, oh, sure, mister! Like, it's my yes. first day on the street! Like... <laughs> We're a half hour into this movie now, and that's pretty much the most exciting thing that's happened yet. Otherwise, I'm still quite confused. Yeah, it takes some kind of a minute to get going, and but as anytime Ted Raimi's on the screen, I'm just like he's choose the scenery, and he's so good. Oh, he shines in this. Like you know, obviously Ted Raimi's like the other Raimi brother. A lot of people would say he does great here. Oh yeah, he's uh, Henrietta in Evil Dead 2, if like you're not quite sure about the name, but you know that movie. He's the guy in the woman's suit that's flying around on the ceiling. Yeah, he's typecast. He's still the guy in the woman's suit here. Yeah, but he, this time he doesn't have to fly. <laughs> True. How weird would that be if that just started happening? Oh, and he starts doing the Henrietta voice again. Oh yeah. I'll swallow your souls! <laughs> it's the weird snakehead. <laughs> yeah. Jeff leaves again for work. He's a trucker, so he's gone for periods at a time. And Carrie finds blood on the towel. Look, I honestly don't even think this is a thing. I don't, I wouldn't even ask about this. I'd be like, oh, you cut yourself shaving. Oh, yeah. At no point would I see, like, because it's not like the towel is drenched in blood. There is some blood on it. Where you, you know, would it's think of, a like, drop. Yeah, it's like, okay, he cut himself. Or like you said, he cut himself shaving. Or who knows what. He was making meat and used this to sop up some of the blood. You don't think you would immediately go to, like, Reanimator running into Herbert West's room and opening up the fridge and being like, what are you doing in here? Like, Yeah, exactly. You'd think, I did get the Reanimator vibes, too. I'm glad you did. Yes. Like, it's such a small stain. I wouldn't even know it's blood. I'm like, oh, there's a red spot on here. You've got yeah. red on you. 
Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> this movie reminded me also a lot of, like, of course, Silence of the Lambs. That one's the easy one to think of. Yeah. I also got American Psycho vibes sometimes. Just like the character study side of it, I guess? Kind of, yeah, like kind of the character study side of it. And also some of the shots of, like, the one time when Te uh, Ted Raimi's in the mirror and he takes, like, the skin mask off and he's staring at himself and he's covered in blood. And he kind of does that almost like he's like proud of himself look. Yeah, I get what you mean. That's true. It reminded me, some of this reminded me of American Psycho. Now, I thought Maniac the whole time. I could also see Maniac, yeah. Because it has that kind of um, like noir kind of feel to it. It's not like you're straight up slasher. It kind of tries to be classy at points. Yeah, it's more of a crime horror than anything else. Yeah, like a crime. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. The next day, we have this weird him going to get water, and he just spills it all over himself. Again, weird obsession with water that's never really explained. Well, I love, like, he's, like, getting a glass of water, and he does that thing, like, I used to do this when I was a kid, and you'd let it, like, overflow for, like, a few seconds just because it's fun. And then Carrie comes in, and she's like what are you doing? And he's like, I just like how the water looks. And she's like, well, it also costs money. <laughs> yes. They're talking for a second. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go look for a job. And he like starts drinking the water, but the same way you would do it as a kid sometimes where you'd be like outside and you're already wet or dirty or something. And you would just like spill it all over your face. And she's like, Dennis, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, sorry. Yeah, like, she's the weird one. Yeah, like, what? I like to play in my water. Yeah, he's a Stone Cold Steve Austining it, and doesn't know why she doesn't like it. But, yeah, but it's like sober Stone Cold Steve Austin. He has yes. two water bottles he smashes together <laughs> and chugs. He gets a job at a warehouse, that's a job he finds, and the only reason this is really important is because he breaks into a locked up part of the warehouse that's not really used, and that's going to be his new killing area. Yeah, where um, at least it's not... Well, he does bring his work back to the like weird room that he's renting as well, which is like real ballsy later on, but we'll get there. Oh, he doesn't even change and just walks in with that? Yeah. This is where he's like kind of dancing around with a mop, and it looks for a second like a music video. Oh, I was thinking Toxic Avenger. I'm like, oh, it's Melvin. Oh, yeah, there's a... It's just a much more chiseled, like pretty melvin yes <laughs> but then like he comes the security guard comes up and like the german sn uh, shepherd sniffs him and he's like oh well if the dog thinks you're okay i think you're okay this security guard sucks like because like you said ted Raimi sets up as a serial killer in this workplace in this warehouse and has all kinds of bodies there he has fires going he has chains like this security guard sucks I think every enforcement in this town sucks, because there's a part later on where the news is on, and they talk about bodies found there. They found the body room. They never even interview them. Really? I, I, must yeah. have, I, I think I missed that part then. Is this like the end or like during the movie? The middle, yeah. It's like, more bodies found in the warehouse, and like, no cops ever talk to him. He's never panicked. Oh no, they found my killing room. He just keeps going back there. Yeah, and it's not even like they like rope it off or like put a patrol outside to be like well the killer always returns to the scene of the crime you know i rewound it because i wasn't sure i'm like wait a second this makes no sense and yeah they just casually mention it and never well there's like four guys who have access to here let's interview them nope jesus christ yeah these are not the cops from what was that one last movie that we were watching a little bit ago and we were like these are actually good cops oh um opera Opera, that's right, where they're actually doing their job. No, these are back to fumbling, bumbling. They have their own, like, wacky soundtrack, Halloween 5 cops. I always watch that today just for the fun of it. I'm like, eh, I'll find something different. Yeah, that's one. It's one that I will torture myself with constantly of, like, I'm going to figure this out. And then I'll watch it again. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Here's this part where he's back at the house with Carrie. And they just randomly start dancing in the kitchen. Carrie's being not very nice to, what's his name, George, Jeff, Jeff, right now. Oh, yeah, and it's spelled Jeff, but it's spelled G-O, 
G-E-O-F-F. And I, anytime I see that, I know it's Jeff, but I always say Geoff. Oh, Joff. Yeah. Or Geoffrey, like Game of Thrones. Joffrey. Yeah. Oh, God. No. Yes. <laughs> Jeff calls that night as Dennis is right outside Carrie's door, unbeknownst to her, like about to open the door up for I don't know what sinister or whatever purpose, but calls like, I miss you and everything. And then Dennis leaves. Yeah. And this is where Carrie's like, why are you calling me? Like, I'm the, she is not the good person. In her defense, isn't it like four in the morning? Still, like, your husband's, like, a long-haul truck driver. Like, if, let's say Liz was a, like, cross-country truck driver, and she called me at any time, I'd be like, I haven't seen you in a week. Come home! You know what? You are that type of person, because I've been tired driving and called you just to stay awake. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay, so here's where I do have my biggest complaints in the movie. Okay. So, it's another Dennis walking around the water scene. Okay. And it shows Heidi sitting there watching him. The room I am in is not very big. Like, if three of me stood on each other, we would not fit in it. Like, wall to wall. So, they are closer than that. I'm not exaggerating. He doesn't see her. No, it does. He does the thing of he looks in every direction except the direction she's in. And to the point, I thought this was like just weird filmmaking and they're not both there, really. It's showing them both there. But there's a time where they show this, and then the weird, creepy guy following Heidi is less than two feet behind her, and she doesn't know. Oh, yeah, this movie is like, we keep getting levels and levels of different people following other people. Oh, yeah, it's it's wild, and they're always so close, you would feel them breathing on you, especially that one with him following her. It's like, Skinner following his victim, Heidi following Skinner... Creepy hotel guy is following Heidi. There's a mouse following the creepy hotel guy because he misses him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's legit just a train of following everyone around. Yeah, no one has anything else. Well, this is also like early 90s. There's no internet. There's no like, oh, let's get on Tubi and see what's on here. Everyone's bored. So it's like, okay, you're my show today. I'm going to follow you around and see what you do. Yeah. It's funny we mentioned that. That's our next scene. I have Dennis stalks a prostitute. Heidi stalks Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even put together. I mentioned Dennis Reynolds earlier, and his name's Dennis. Oh, see, yeah, it works out very well. And Dennis Reynolds is 100% a serial killer on Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know, I love Sunny. The show's incredible. When I meet people and they tell me their favorite character is Dennis, though, I'm a little sketched out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're always like, really? Because I love the one, I think it's the high school reunion, where, like, they're trying to get back at everyone, and Dennis goes out to his car, and he's, like, enraged, and the gang follows him out, and he, like, opens up a secret compartment in his car, and he grabs, like, duct tape and a camera and, like, zip ties, and he's like, I need my tools! I just, (laughs) I need my things! And they're all like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um... During the whole double stalk, Heidi sneaks up and, like, KOs Dennis for a second. Like, after he's already attacked the hooker. Oh, yeah, where, like, he, uh, yeah, Dennis, like, attacks the hooker in, like, the, um, alleyway. And then, yeah, Heidi comes up, who's, like, limping throughout this entire movie and looks so weak until she needs to be strong. Then, like you said, like, punches him out. And then Dennis just, like, runs away laughing. Yeah, and this is after Dennis knocked out the hooker and said, you're very bad, I'm going to help you. Yeah, and then Heidi's, like, looking at her being like, it's okay, I saved you, but one day I will get Dennis. It's like, you could have had him right there. Use one of your needles. Look, and here's the other thing. I didn't know anything about this movie going in, so I didn't know what kind of movie it was. When I first saw Heidi's hand, I'm not doing any disrespect about people who've had, like, burns or extreme, like, skin grafts. But just knowing the different kind of movies we did, I thought she was going to be like a half troll or something. A half troll? Yes, I didn't know what the deal was. She had some, like, not normal arm. That's why she's always under the bridge. (laughs) Yes, exactly. See? (laughs) I wasn't that crazy for thinking it. It takes a fucking... This is the always half an Always Sunny uh, podcast, because it takes me back to the, if you want to get... The boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll. <laughs> it's like, not boy's hole, boy's soul. And Frank can't say it right the entire episode. 
Skinner runs away. Heidi's like looking after the girl. Skinner just, I guess, runs around the building because he comes right back behind her and like hits Heidi and then takes the girl's body. And then we get another skinning scene talking to the body. And this is our whole like, we get his whole character study here. Yeah, which this scene is really interesting. And you know who did the effects for this? Um, Can I guess? Sure. Savini? No. Uh, close. Ooh. Ooh, Studied um, under Savini. Nicotero? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. There we go. Which, they it's fucking awesome effects of, like, the uh, skinning scene. And it doesn't look, like, it, you know this is a super low-budget movie. But the parts that need to look real look pretty awesome. Like when he peels her face off, and it looks kind of like what you would think. Like you see the muscle kind of thing. It's not like they just made her actual face red and like peeled a mask off of her. And they're like, oh, we peeled her face off. No, the effect's good. It holds up pretty well. Yeah, but like you said, this is where we get the Skinner backstory of, was his dad a mortician? Either a mortician or a skin-obsessed person like him, one of the two. Where, like, his mom died, and the dad, like, requested to do the autopsy on her. And I didn't know that doing an autopsy meant taking the skin off and, like, peeling faces off. But I guess that's part of an autopsy is, like, if, just imagine if Ed Gein had waited, like, for, if he was born 40 years later, he could have been such a successful, like, either autopsy person, or he could have been, like, really good with working with leather, well, like, think of Reanimator, that they do take the face off like that and everything. Oh, yeah, but they don't take the full face off. They pull the skull cap back kind of thing to Not cut true. the brain open. But, yeah, they're talking about, like, uh, the dad wanted Skinner to be there for the autopsy. And then Skinner's like, I was, like, fascinated by it. Then dad left me alone with my mom's body for hours. And, like, I peeled her face off and put it on my face. And then I was my mother. And I know, like, I feel like he'd get the insanity plea in a second if he just told his backstory. Oh, 100%. He's like, just let me, like, tell my tale real quick. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll put you in a mental hospital. Yes. Um, But after all that, we get back to Dennis at work and we're introduced to Earl. Yes. Who could knock out Mike Tyson in one punch? I believe it. But Earl, he's a big guy, but he's also not in the best shape. He has a gut. <laughs> no, everyone always says like they could knock out like these crazy boxers. And those guys move like lightning. Oh, God, I could not knock out anybody. I couldn't knock out Steven Asante from my 600-pound life. Like <laughs> <laughs> He shoves Dennis. Dennis does not like this. We don't see him kill Earl, do we? No, because there's the shove, and then they leave, and all we hear is a scream, and then all of a sudden, Dennis is running around in Earl's skin, and, like, it's shot day for night, so it looks like a weird, like, day-night kind of thing, but he's running around the streets in a different man's skin. Way too in the open. And way too, like, free about it, and then gets away with it. And he's doing, like, the most stereotypical bad voice for him. Like I said, he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, it's horrible. Where Dennis, like, he'll peel the face off, and, like, he'll be talking normal. As soon as he puts that face back on, the voice comes right back. Dude, I didn't know it was Earl's suit at first. I'm just like, why is he doing this voice? Like, is this just his killing voice? Like, he goes around and talks like this? Yeah, it's really weird, and it's kind of... It's... It's an odd play. I guess it just leads to, like, he's just so insane that he just does not care. No, definitely not. Uh, during all this, a girl sees him because she has a fight with her boyfriend, gets out of the car, asks, are you okay? And obviously when he turns around, terrifies her, and the chase is on. Yeah, where it's like, okay, there's a man standing in the corner. You can't really tell what's up, but he looks like he's covered in blood, and there's some weird leather thing strapped to him. Leave the man alone. Yeah, for sure. But she doesn't. And then the chase is on. She goes into one of these, like, kind of abandoned industrial buildings down here. And we get the line, I smells you, bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, wait. My apologies. I smells you. Well, I smells you, bitch. Yeah. That is the quote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he ends up killing her with a pipe. And... He's about to leave, but the guard dog, so I guess he's right at his work still. Again, what the fuck, Skinner? But 
the guard dog alerts the guard to him, and the guard unleashes the dog. And this scene reminds me of Trick or Treat when the um, principal is digging in the backyard and um, the neighbor's dog comes out and is barking. So he chops off one of the fingers of his victims and like throws it for the dog to distract him because Skinner's like, oh shit, here comes that German shepherd. Um, peels off one of his like leather like skin arms and throws it to the dog who then like runs away with it and eats it. And we find out later it made the dog sick. Yeah, I guess he, like, puts something on it to tan the leather skin. I guess. He goes home, still wearing his Earl suit, undresses just in the bathroom casually, and takes a bath. I was gonna say, this is so brazen of him to show up. He walks back to the house. He's not even renting the house. He's renting the room inside the house. Both people are home right now. To where he just goes walking in, he goes walking up the stairs, and the stair creaks, and he stops for a second, like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, you're like, five and trying to sneak downstairs for a cookie and you don't want your parents to know he gets away with it i don't know how because carrie even comes to the bathroom like is that you and instead of saying yeah it's me he just stays really quiet for reasons well this also kind of reminds me of a couple different serial killers as well other than ed gein of like jeffrey dahmer had bodies when he lived with his grandmother in her basement he had bodies in the closet of his grandmother's house that he would like dissect in the bathroom and also, Ed Kemper um, had a head of a girl in his the trunk of his car when he went to go see his psychiatrist. And the notes for that day was, he seems very well adjusted and he seems to be doing better. Yeah, it, that's wild, isn't it? Yeah, because he's super calm because he liked, he just got to do the thing he loves to do most, which is fuck a severed head. Yeah, you're not wrong. Dennis gets back to the house. He goes up to the, he finally sneaks into like the uh, bathroom and like peels his like skin suit off and he takes a bath but the bath is like because you're covered in someone else's skin and they have blood so now you're covered in blood and he just takes a bath and now the entire tub is just blood water oh yeah it's like carrie when she gets in the bath after having pig blood dumped on her like you gotta take a shower yeah and you have to think about like yeah exactly take a shower you're not like number one like you're just soaking in it so it's not really helping at least a shower you're going to drain it away because now he's going to have to scrub this bathtub because let's say carrier geoff goes walking in and it's like oh where did all this red shit stained in our bathroom come from yeah and she goes nuts over like a drop she's gonna know then Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, he must be, oh, he, because he explains it away with, like, he's a hemophiliac, and uh, he's like, oh, wow, he must have had a really bad episode. It's like, no, he would be dead. Yes, because Earl was. Next day he goes to work, the guard has a new gun because the dog's out sick. Yeah, where um, they that no one's heard or seen Earl in days. Uh, the dog's out sick, and now he's got this new gun that looks like it's from World War II. Yeah, I don't get, like, was this supposed to be a good gun? It looks like it's a super old gun, even for the 90s. Yeah, like, that does not, like you said, I could see him, like, loading up his musket, like, for the Civil War with this. Yeah, he gets one shot, and then he has to spend three minutes reloading, and then he gets another shot. (laughs) And then, as he goes there, find out Earl's missing, whatever, Heidi leaves the apartment, but I have questions about this okay do you know what she's wearing when she leaves oh yeah she's constantly like so she's in this super sheer like nightgown and she has like black underwear on and a black bra that odd like so far like it just shows right through the fabric and then she puts on this like droopy hat and like a uh big coat yeah i don't know like Going to murder the guy who skinned my arm? That's not my attire. Yeah, and she's also wearing, like, knee-high boots. Yeah, and I get, like, she does it to cover up, like, the skin, but, like, there's easier ways. Wear some pants and a long sleeve. Yeah, actually wear clothes. Don't wear a nightgown that's, like, completely tattered and falling off of you. And, you know, for what you're doing, maybe, like, throw a Kevlar vest on. Yeah, you're you're so unprotected. (laughs) Yeah, but whatever. But yeah, she goes out and creepy guy follows her. And Rat follows the creepy guy. Exactly. There's a flea following the rat. 
It's just like some weird like clown car of everyone watching each other. <laughs> Everyone's bored. <laughs> yes. But she's watching him walk in the water and she goes, and as he's doing this, he's practicing his lines to carry because they hooked up the night before about, oh, last night was great, but maybe we shouldn't do it. I want things to be perfect between us. And you think Heidi's going to use this against him, but it's just there. Once again, why I say Carrie is a terrible person, the first chance she gets to, she cheats on her husband, who's out on the road trying to save their house and like make money for them. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't think they're a good couple. No, well, yeah, they're definitely not meant for each other. No. She likes people that have has like extra layers of skin, and he likes a wife that doesn't cheat on him. Yes. Um, after everyone's done watching each other, Heidi goes back to her room, and the motel owner is in her room, tells her he knows where Dennis is, because he followed him after... This is confusing. He followed Dennis after he saw Heidi following him. Right. She's like, you have to tell me now, but she's he's trying to, like, I guess bribe his way into sex with this information? Yeah, of like, I'll tell you where he is if you give me what I want. Yeah, this not good. And he gets what he deserves. Like, next scene, we cut back to him. His head dead and, like, pretty much gutted on the floor. Oh, yeah, which, like, yeah, he comes crawling out of the bathroom, covered in blood. The bathroom's covered in blood. And it's like, oh, okay, Heidi's really taking this, uh, taking this really, uh, uh seriously, huh? <laughs> yes. Um, that night, Dennis, when he was walking around, said he wanted to show Carrie the real him, and he does that night. Oh, God, yeah. Immediately, like, okay, so um, the night before, Carrie hooks up with Dennis. Carrie's like, I'm not in love with my husband anymore. Um, I got this awesome chiseled guy, Dennis, who walks around without a shirt on all the time, and he's all muscular. And it's Ted Raimi. Like, I've, maybe I can, like, finally find my dream guy. And then next night, he's like, I want to show you the real me. And shows up in skin. <laughs> Yeah, and she rightfully screams instantly, not like, what are you doing? And then creep out, no, right away, terror. And I love, like, Dennis then, like, you, because at this point he's taking, like, the face part of the skin off, and then he's like, <laughs> with the head. Yes. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, like, oh, she's going to be like, oh my god, just what I always wanted. Yeah, I don't think that happens. But Heidi's right outside the house, she sneaks in. Jeff comes home right then, doesn't see her, walks in. Then, like, she confronts him, like, I'm looking for Dennis Skinner. It's everyone showing up and leaving at once, the entire story coming to a head. Yeah, which there's no way that, like, this house isn't giant. It's not a small house, but it's not huge. Of There's all these doors banging and closing, and no one, like, hears anything, and no one sees each other. Yeah, it's, they have no idea what, like, peripheral vision is in this. No, if you're, whatever way that you're looking, that's all you see. Exactly. But Jeff finds a note from Dennis on his bedroom door that just said, sorry. He's like, that's not Carrie's writing. Yeah, and Heidi's like, I know that if he, she's with Dennis, it's already too late. Yeah, like, why is Heidi go, like, kind of evil on Jeff here? Yeah, well, um, she's like, well, he, she makes him, like, dry. He's like, I know where they are. And makes him drive her to the warehouse, which for no reason whatsoever, they like crash through a gate and they act no so like nonchalant about it of just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like it, and it, it also looks like the uh, truck, like the tractor trailer, like the truck part looks like the truck part from Terminator 2. Yeah, you're not wrong. Also, does the guard even notice that? Yeah, exactly. Like, the guard standing there. This, that's why I say this is the worst security guard in the entire world. Of like, A truck just crashed through, like, area that you're supposed to be guarding. It crashed through the gate. And he's like, hmm, I might have just heard something. And it's going to take him the next 20 minutes to find it. Yeah, and he leaves to go find it. Doesn't take his gun with him. Why wouldn't you just bring the gun with you? I thought he does. No, because he has to run back because he finds Geoff sitting there uh, all high on heroin from Heidi. And or the then, blue goo. Or, yeah, the blue goo. And um, has to run back to the guard shack to grab the gun to then run back to where Dennis and everyone is. Yeah, I don't know. Also, we miss, like, we do get the full, like, 
face reveal from Heidi, like wig off and everything. Pretty cool effect. Looks good. Yeah, she reminded me of the female Cenobite. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, that's a good pick. With the bald head and the lighting. Yeah. And just like the scabbed up like skin and everything. Yeah. Cut to Carrie tied up in the killing warehouse. Again, that the police are aware of because of the TV. Exactly. It's just they're like, well, he was here once. No way he'll ever come here again. Yeah, no detail there watching it. Whatever. No, well, let's just leave all the skin here, too. It's not our skin to touch. He really put a lot of effort into this. So if he does come back, he deserves it. Yeah, they don't take anything into evidence. No, none of the knives, none of the chains, no skin, the <laughs> weird open fires for no reason. No, just let it go. Whatever. This scene you know, definitely feels like 90s. Oh, very much. This is... Or late 80s. This is also reminds me of like the Hellraiser torture room or the Jason Takes Manhattan streets. Like, very that late 80s, early 90s. Or it'd be like an Alice in Chains like music video. Oh, yeah, you're good. Did they do The Rooster? Yes, they do. Okay, I, I was about to start singing The Rooster, but I was like, I don't know if that's right. Hey, here comes the Rooster! <laughs> Probably my favorite grunge band. I never really listened to them. Oh, I like them a lot. I would have to, and I know how like generic it is and whatnot, but mine would be Nirvana. Oh, big shocker there, Brett. Well, I'm more into punk than grunge. <laughs> um, cutting back, he's just about to kill Carrie, and Heidi walks in, and he stops, and he gets very defensive about his tool bag that she's standing behind because she just starts going through it, and he's like, "Stay away from my tools! You know I hate that." Yeah, and I love how he keeps going on about and about like, you know how much I hate it when you touch my tools, while she's like throwing everything at him. He kind of turns into a different character right here, doesn't he? Well, he's, yeah, a little bit, and then he's like, he's also like mad, but he's doing it in like a goofy way where he's like kind of still laughing and having fun with it. Yeah, I don't know if he is or if he's just psychotic. Yeah, exactly, true. I don't know if he's psychotic, Greg, or not. I haven't seen anything in this movie to point at that. <laughs> what's what's he done that's so wrong? You tell me you don't have one skin suit. Nope, just the one I wear every day. It's attached. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they somehow get separated because it cuts to Dennis sneaking around. Again, this quite small room that just has a few like walkways and stuff in it, but she somehow loses him in it. Well, because she can only see what's exactly in front of her. Oh, yeah, that's right. No peripheral vision this entire movie. Exactly. That's such a weird theme for the movie, isn't it? Like, someone had to think that watching a cut of this before they released it. It keeps coming up over and over again. Yeah, like, why didn't anyone say anything? I mean, I almost just lead it to where, like, this is where it's like that dream-like noir kind of movie. When they're walking around the water, yeah, this part, I'm like, you don't see him? Yeah. Like he's, he's probably standing directly behind the camera guy. This room's so small. Well, do you know why, Greg? Why? Because the script says she doesn't see him. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, there's a whole, like... I know we're doing a lot of comparisons today, but it's like Predator hunting Arnold right here. Her hiding and him jumping up on top of her and everything like that. Oh, yeah. That's, exa that's very much... Why are we doing so many comparisons today? Well, I have no I, idea. This movie, I just feel like they took so many, like... Either, like, there's different stuff, like, so many different themes from other movies, or there's just, like, an overall, like, this movie, I'm not going to say it's generic, because it definitely isn't, but it has a lot of generic parts to it, of just, like, oh, I've seen this and this and this and this and this and this, even though this one does it in a different way, still. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, you've seen this done before, but it's not a copy, either. Right, it's just original enough where it's not annoying. Yeah. Um, at this point is hilarious because we have three people sneaking around this room. After Heidi cuts down Carrie, she does not get up the entire time. Moves around a little bit, just never gets up though. No, she's like, I am just staying. Maybe they'll think I'm dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess it works. But we have the guards sneaking around. We have Heidi sneaking around and Dennis all sneaking around this room. Yeah, well, it's like, um... Uh, was it in the Scooby-Doo, like, show where they would, like, be chasing each other through the doors? Oh, yeah, and, and they'd then... somehow end up on the other side and running back and forth and everything. And now they have musical instruments. Now they're all carrying each other. 
But yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in the scene, but whatever, because the guard spots them both and shoots Dennis and Heidi, and in the process, randomly, the skin suit falls on Carrie. And yeah, and then Carrie just starts screaming. I was like, yeah, where Heidi got shot worse than Dennis. Dennis got it in the leg. Heidi got it in, like, the stomach. I think the reasoning is this guard knows Dennis. He probably trusts him, at least, like someone's trying to kill Dennis. Yeah, True. But then, like, let's, like, the guard shoots both of them. They, like, fall down, like, right beside each other where they're, like, laying together. And then it's like the guard disappears. Yeah, he's out of there. He's like, my work is done. Well, I shot the intruders. Time to go back to the guard booth. Better not call anyone. Exactly. You probably won't even report it. No. No, that's too much paperwork. (laughs) Heidi says to Dennis as she's dying, now you know how we felt. I don't think it's really the same, but okay. No, not whatsoever, because his skin isn't being removed. And he basically got shot, like, in the thigh or something. He's gonna be fine. Oh, yeah, unless they, like, and it definitely missed that artery that's in your leg, because he would have bled out by then. Like, that's the only thing, like, to worry about there, of, like, oh, okay, it missed that artery. Okay, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm just gonna, like, go to the hospital for a couple days. Yeah. Uh, Dennis is talking about how the world's gonna love him now. Like, he's given them a new icon, you know, Brett's going to be listening to podcasts and watching specials on him in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be the new Ed Gein is basically what he's saying of like, oh, they love people like me. They're going to put me in a uh, asylum or in like a mental health thing. And then they're going to say I'm cured and they're going to release me like they always do. Yep. And he's just going on and on as the camera kind of pans out and credits. Yeah. And that's a movie. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I do too. It's a fun movie. It's not one that I love and not one that I like revisit often, but I definitely wanted to do it for the podcast. Oh, for sure. I don't know if I'll revisit it, not as a diss to it, but like, you know, I don't feel like it's one that I need to revisit. If it's on, I wouldn't turn it off, but I saw it at a great time watching it. Well, this is definitely like, well, that last horror convention me and you went to, I bought Skinner on DVD just because it's one of those movies of it's like was lost for so long. And then it like kind of was refound again, and now it's on Tubi and it's on things. But I was like, I want to own it because at any point it could just disappear again. All right, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, if you don't know the Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie and add them to our grand total of all the movies we've done. Last episode we did Bubba Hotep, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 760. Where do you think Skinner brought us? Uh... I'm going to say five. Five is actually a bit of an undershot. It was seven. Wow. Okay. 767. Nice. Yeah, good amount, good amount for this movie. Yeah, not too bad. I, I was like, I was trying to remember of like which ones would, did you count Heidi? Yes. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if to count her or not. It seemed like she died at the end, like her eyes shut and she's st- like her head drooped and she stopped talking. Oh yeah. And she got a gut shot. So yeah, she's yeah. gone. She's gone. And like we said, that security guard's in no rush. The police probably won't check it out for three days, even if he did call. Oh, no, but someone's going to have, like, the dog's going to have to come back from, like, the vet, and he's better now. And he's going to have to go sniffing out the bodies, and then eat them, and then get sick again. And the guard's like, I don't know why this keeps happening. I think the dog's the most competent copper guard in this entire town. He is, and he's a German shepherd. He's so cute. Yes, he is. All right, what we got next? Every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. Oh, I like it. It's good. Yeah. Um, To uh, give credit where credit's due, Greg came up with that for me, and I said, I like that. Well, I said, you test it out. You tell me if you like it. No, I do like it, because it's better than me rambling for three minutes about, like, well, it's a rating system, but this is how <laughs> I do it. And um, so, fuck you, Cisco and Ebert. And... Uh, <laughs> But I'd like to do something 1 through 10. I'd like to do 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. And I pick something from the movie to rate it instead of stars or thumbs up or thumbs down. All right, what we got for this one? I'm trying to think what would be really good for this one. Um, There's some really obvious ones, but I know you yeah. don't like those. That's why I'm trying to think for a second. of like, There's, of course, obvious, but I'm trying to think for a second if there's anything else that stuck out to me. Oh, you know, oh, there's this weird scene in the middle. I know what it's going to be. Breakfast. 
oh, the happy breakfast where he just interrupts the fight and is all smiley. Yeah, and, like, the husband's sitting there and, like, angrily chopping his eggs, and then Carrie's not going to eat, and then Ted, like, steals uh, Geoff's uh, breakfast off of his plate. <laughs> I like that we keep calling him Geoff. It's very Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do that because it's so weird that it stuck out to me of, like, number one, you wasted this breakfast that looked pretty good. And then when Ted Raimi steals it, he doesn't just take the plate. He re-dirties a new plate by scraping it off of his, the other plate onto his. It's, yeah, it's he just keeps passing the food around. Yeah, it's weird. So, um, a number one breakfast, which would be the worst, is like, the bacon is floppy, the eggs are runny, the potatoes are not done. Like, you eat this and you're like, I feel worse than if I would have just not eaten. Okay. A number 10 breakfast is there's a breakfast place here in the town I live called Tom and Joe's. And they do have this thing called the special special for breakfast. And it's uh, four eggs, hash browns, um, a shit ton of bacon, and like four pieces of toast. And it's like $6. And it's like the greatest breakfast of all time. That sounds really good. It is so, like, especially like you're hungover. Go to Tom and Joe's, eat that breakfast, you're going to feel so much better. I will do this. I'm going to give this movie a 6 out of 10 breakfast. It's definitely above passing. You should definitely check it out. But there's so many weird things in it that it doesn't make the movie unenjoyable. But for most of it, you just sit here going like, what the fuck? And why are they doing that? Yeah, I get what you mean for sure. To the point, I went right under you. And again, I like this movie a lot. It's just what I felt I could give the movie. I went five and a half breakfast. Oh, which I completely... Because I was toying between five and six. So okay. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, five and a half breakfast. It's really fun. You should watch it. You don't... I don't... Like I said, I don't think you need to come back to it. But if you do, by all means, enjoy. So very fun for a watch. Right. And especially if you're like a Raimi fan of like any of the evil dead stuff or just uh, the Raimi's in general. It's just great to see Ted Raimi in the leading role of a movie. For sure. Like he definitely deserves it. And he deserves more. No, oh, definitely. Skinner two, 2022. I don't, I think there'd be us and like three other people there. Oh, but I would be there so hard. Yes. <laughs> All right. Should we tell them about next week? Yes. What are we doing next week, Greg? New release next week. Ooh. Yeah, we're doing Scream 2022. Scream Wait. 5, I guess, if you want to call it. I'm excited about I'm toying with the idea of revisiting all the other Screams beforehand. If you do, let me know how it goes, because I just did that recently around Halloween. And, you know, the good news about it is it starts and ends really good. Good. But then you got to get through the middle. Yeah, you got to get through two, and especially you have to get through three, which is just fucking... Yeah, hard. it's rough. Yeah. One and four, though, really fun. One incredible, four passable fun movie. I'm excited for five. Yeah, and I'm especially like excited for five, because number one, it's a brand new horror movie, so I get to see something new in theaters. Number two, Greg of the Dead is traveling to my neck of the woods and is going to come to my local theater and check it out with me. And then right afterwards, if everything goes as planned, we're going to be coming right back to the house and recording the episode like minutes after we see the movie oh yeah so it'll be really fresh which usually i don't actually love to do but we'll see how this goes so look i'll be honest don't expect a very accurate count of the dead next week no and it's going to be kind of probably all over the place because like i said like we would have just seen it so it's going to be very fresh and there's going to be a lot of like I, I think i you guys said it on geek positive of we whenever um you see a movie immediately you have a reaction to it and that reaction can change as time goes on oh for sure like i can't always trust myself right after one so i'm really excited to see how this goes and especially it'll be fun to do an in-person one again oh for sure but yeah that'll be next week make sure you guys uh follow us on all the social medias give us a nice rating on whatever you listen to us on really helps the show out a lot and that's all i got yeah, search for us on social media, Throbbing with Horror. You'll see our pumpkin logo show up, and then just follow whatever uh, is on there. Like, we yeah. just, uh, Greg just made a great uh, video, kind of an intro video for our podcast using our theme song and different clips he put together. So oh, that's that fun, fun to make. 
that's on everything. That's it. That's on our YouTube. That's on TikTok. It's on everything. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, give it some. I worked for a long time on this because I've never used video editing before. So go make it worth it a bit. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, it's fun. And also make sure to check out Greg on his other show with Ryan Maxwell, Geek Positive, where they talk all things nerdy. Appreciate it. But yeah, unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. All right. Well, we hope you have a good week. We'll see you next week for Scream, and we hope that Skinner has left your brain throbbing with horror.